our podcast is an infant, just an infant. So baby, so tiny. The Spotify results are in after less than two weeks. Gosh, is it, it's actually just a little more than one week. Our audience yeah. size is 29, 41 plays just on Spotify. That's not even getting into Google, Amazon Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, we're also everywhere else. Radio. You can find us radio? anywhere and everywhere. Wow. Yeah, we're on iHeartRadio now. So, I mean, we're doing amazing. And this is really, this is Kiara because her marketing on Twitter was <laughs> insane. But um, yay, I'm so proud of us. I want to like pat I'm myself on the too. back. I was, I was going hard. I was replying. I probably, Twitter probably thought I was spam. They might have. <laughs> With the they amount of people are responding to, yeah, I was just spamming our Twitter. And by the way, you can follow us on Twitter at Take It To Go Pod. On X, excuse me. It's not Twitter anymore. It's Twitter. I, it's I'm calling it Twitter. Twitter. It'll never die. Twitter is forever. What is what is X? That's a great question. I have no idea. Like, where did he come up with that? Did you hear that now he is removing the ability to block people on Twitter? That is such a mistake. I know. That's, I don't even understand. Because Elon Musk blocks a ton of people. And Mr. Captain Free Speech is yeah not exactly the bastion or like he does not made twitter like the bastion of free speech that he likes to pretend no and i mean i know that there are tons of people that probably have blocked him since he took over yeah and even beforehand so i believe that's why he's doing it he says that it's unnecessary um i don't know why i just don't want to face people that and honestly i don't think i've blocked anyone on twitter i need to go back into my account and see (laughs) but I know people I get, have blocked me. I get why he, like, why so many people block him. Because there was that period of time when he first bought Twitter that he basically forced his engineers to change the algorithm so that you saw every single thing he tweeted, which is mm. absurd. That is I got tired of it, crazy. too. Yeah. So I can see why he would want to increase his engagement by forcing us to all see his tweets. His, what what are they, are they called, like, zeets now? Zeets? posts why would they be tweets x-e-e-t-s zeets i don't know how do you pronounce that yeah i guess we have to is he renaming the whole system now because the reason they're called tweets is twitter it's not retweets anymore i know that for it's reposts now yeah it has to be all that brand equity just gone also not just spotify numbers are doing well if you go to our link in bio we have over 405 website views. Wow. 400. Wow. That's all yeah. of you. So thank you guys so much. If you've clicked on us, we are, like she said, we're a baby, we're tiny, we're new, we're fresh in this field, but that's insane for a first video. Um, so thank you so much for you all know, of your support so far. Thank you for following you. us. And yeah, I just I'm I'm gobsmacked. I can't believe it. That's I, it's more than I ever thought. I thought we might maybe get ten people, and that was pushing it. So <laughs> you know what's what's what we should do? We should read comments of the week because we already have one comment and one reply to us us on Spotify, and you can listen to us on Spotify, or Ooh. you can listen to us on Spotify and let us know what you think of the podcast on Spotify. We did get one review, and based on listeners and their feedback, we can give a comment of the week. I don't think I've seen it. So if you want to read it to me, 
I'll blind react. I, That's so amazing. I will read it to you. So we ask all of our listeners under every episode, what do you think about this podcast? And in response to episode one, naked pull-ups, or as Lena likes to call them, naked pull-ups, uh, <laughs> James <laughs> said, some good insights, but you lost me with the incessant giggling. Oh. So I guess he missed the fun aspect of it. He missed the fun aspect of it. He missed the LOL worthy aspect of it. Definitely. So James, and we're women. We're girls. We're going to giggle. We're going to giggle. But what you know you what? For James, just for this episode, we are on a no giggling. There's no giggling allowed in this episode. Can I chortle? Because I'm definitely going to laugh. <laughs> no chortling. No laughing. We have to be very serious with our very good insights. That's going to be pretty hard, especially with our question of the week. But we have to do it for James. Why am I bending sorry, down James, to a I'm man named James? Right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. James. I've let you down already, but you can at least see we tried to stop giggling. Yeah, we're canceling that. That's not going to happen. We're laughing as much as we want. We're spreading joy. This is a fun podcast. And yeah, sorry that you can't handle laughter. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, but let's get into it. So hi, everyone. My name is Lena. I'm Kiara. And you're listening to Take It To Go, a one-stop shop podcast about all things life, love, and LOL worthy. So we've already established the LOL worthy parts of this podcast last week with our first episode. You should totally go back and listen to it. We talk about life a little bit and our life as our lives as student managers in the first episode. We haven't talked about love at all, but I guess we'll get into this eventually on this podcast <laughs> the, the awkward side eye <laughs> yeah bombastic side eye to talking about love, love. and dating Ugh. <laughs> let's jinx let's just ax it let's ax that part of the pod <laughs> yeah we're screw love we're not going to talk about that um no. but what we will talk about is who we are because i don't think we really covered that last time like you said we only did our parts about being student managers, but you really don't know much about where we're from, who we are, what we're interested in, what we're currently doing in life. So Kiara, I know that we both graduated from Northwestern University, but really quickly, let the audience know what you studied. I studied journalism at Northwestern. I had a mid-college crisis where I was like, wait, no, do I actually want to do journalism? So I kind of like flirted with uh, radio, television, and film for a little bit. But then I was like, no, I'm way too down, like from deep down this path to turn back now. And then I went back to journalism. I started with journalism because back in high school, I was like super, super into, I mean, I'm still very into sports, but I was super into the idea of being a sports reporter. I listened to First Take all the time with Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I watched all the sports centers and ESPN shows. I was very into it. And I wanted to, I wanted to see myself on the screen one day doing that. So I went to school for journalism and somewhere along the line, I figured out that reporting is not for me, I guess podcasting is. <laughs> and now I don't work in journalism at all. So, but it was still a great degree. I appreciated what I learned. I just don't work in journalism at all. Definitely. And you don't work in what you studied either in college. I do, actually. But you you do? I do, partly. I was a global health and communications double major and minor in Chinese. 
And right now I am communications director of a recreational soccer program. So <laughs> I'm still in I did not know that was your title. Yeah. But that is a very impressive title. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I do all the social media, all a lot of like the marketing, um, getting sponsors or at least helping with it. It's not my main role. And, you know, replying to parents, helping out with the team formation, doing registration and disseminating a newsletter. So I'm all in communications there. It's awesome. But of course, my primary goal for my career is being a pilot. So wait, what? Yeah. A pilot. <laughs> yeah. I am currently in aviation school. So um, flight school, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I'm flying planes. And yesterday actually was my first cross country trip solo. Wait, w- describe, define cross country. Okay, where so- did you fly from and where did you fly to? Yeah. When everyone thinks of cross country with pilots, they think, wow, you flew from New York to LA. That's insane. Yeah, that, no, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, not in a Cessna 170 to a small single engine plane. Absolutely not. Um, I flew from my home airport to Lewis. Lawrenceburg. I always say Lewisburg. There are two cities that are alike, but I flew to Lawrenceburg, which is a 30 minute flight there. So it was about an hour round trip. It was awesome. First of all, just had to lay that out there. Um, I did not use GPS. So all I had to do was look at a map and look at the ground and see like, oh, there's that road. Okay. I'm on course. Or, oh, there's a lake. I'm on course. Oh, I didn't Is see that this. customary for pilots to not use GPS? They just no. it, pun intended? Well, no, because of course now GPS is everywhere, so they use it for normal flying. But when you take your check ride, you're going to have to know how to locate where you are on a map and get from point A to point B without a GPS in case those systems fail. So that's called pilotage. Um, and then you also have another form of dead reckoning where you're actually calculating out all of your distances, fuel consumption, all of that, um, estimated time in route, in route, um, estimated time of arrival, taking just like all of the technical stuff down. But right now I'm just focused on the pilotage aspect, you know, visuals outside of the plane. Where does that name dead reckoning come from? Because the only reason why I know it I've heard of that phrase before. It's because of Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. (laughs) Dead Reckoning. Honestly, I don't know. And I feel like maybe I should know, but I've not looked into it in terms of like its origin. But maybe something for Let us know what what that actually means. Someone listening to the podcast. If you know, please let us know. (laughs) So this is, is this what you dreamt of doing when you were a little kid? No, I took a test flight when I was 17. Um, It's like your discovery or experience flight. You go to an airport and a pilot takes you up and just lets you kind of feel out the plane. They take you around the area and you either love it or you hate it. There's really no in between. And I absolutely loved it. But at the time, I didn't have money. I didn't have um, any pilots that I knew that were training. So I decided I'm just going to go to college because I had just gotten accepted to Northwestern on a full scholarship. So I figured, let me get a college degree, even though it's not necessary if you want to become a pilot. Um, And afterwards, I promised myself that I would go back and try to get my license. And that's exactly what I did. So I liked it enough to where I figured I want this as a life career instead of a regular nine to five office job. Wow. Did you ever at any point have a fear of flying 
No, never. I always loved never. flying. Yeah, I loved flying. I would always want the window seat because I always wanted to look down and I would like stick my head into the window as a kid, like forehead, nose pressed up against it because I just wanted to see like what was below me, what was out there. Um, and I think that initial joy is what led me to have an interest in aviation. But of course, when I was much older. Yeah, I think sometimes I'm Sometimes, like, I am not afraid of flying. Like, I've flown to Japan, and I think that flight was maybe 13 or 14 hours from Chicago, and I was totally fine. And then other times, I'm on a plane, and I'm like, mm, this is not for me. So I don't even, I don't really know how I feel about it. I think it's, to me, like, if I like flying if there's no turbulence. If I feel like mm. I'm in a plane and it's bouncing up and down, that's when I'm like, okay, yeah, I'd rather be on a train or in a car right now. Yeah. Um, turbulence isn't that scary to me. And it's, I think it's also because when I was younger, I would take car rides with my family, you know, they would drive us places to the store, wherever we go. And I loved the vibration of the car. It would actually put me to sleep. So turbulence to me kind of feels like that vibration. So it's more comforting than not. It's comforting in a way. Yeah. It's not like I seek it out, but it's definitely, it doesn't scare me the way it scares other people. You know and what that reminds me? It reminds me of this one time I heard a girl who told me that she likes getting period cramps. I, that's what that is like to me. That's not. That's to not. Like, who said that? Who says they like turbulence? I don't like turbulence. I just don't think it's <laughs> scary. <laughs> but at the same time, turbulence can be from it's from thermals sometimes too so not all the time but there are like heat pockets that come up off the earth when the sun heats the dark spots on the earth obviously the heat rises and then if it hits your plane then your plane you know will go up and people are afraid of that feeling but i always mm -hmm. think of it as your plane is in the air the more height the better right because if you're gonna die in a plane it's because the plane crashed into an obstacle which is the earth so the higher you are the least scared you should be. And also the plane is a glider. It wants to fly. Helicopters are a different story. They don't want to fly. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They really don't. They want to be on the ground and they never want to leave the ground. But planes love to fly. If you give them a little bit of air, they want to just take off and go and float. And then if you lose all of your power in a plane, it doesn't just smack fall out the sky like a helicopter would. It actually glides to where it needs to be. So if all if everything in a plane were to fail, you can always just glide it into the runway. Note to self, never get in a helicopter. <laughs> never. <laughs> so, I did not know that. So yeah, just I say like planes are so much safer to me than motorcycles are because you have yeah. so many people driving that probably should not be driving and pilots are all trained. Some of them not good some of them a lot better than others, but still everybody has to go through this strenuous training in order to get their license. And they're tested very heavily on their skills and their knowledge. So I just think that the skies are so much safer because these people actually have to put in a lot of effort and care about what they're doing. You know what I would love to do once? I would love if we could live react to, I mean, not really me, really you, live react to a flight scene in a movie or plane scene and see how accurate it actually is that'd be really cool that would be cool i haven't seen a plane scene in a movie ever like except for maybe 2012 when the world was ending and they hopped in that little plane and then of course maverick but that was very accurate 
because they made okay. it to be that way. Did you see both of them? No. I only saw the newer one. Okay. I saw the first one. It's pretty good. Tom Cruise is pretty hot. <laughs> That's not why I watched the movie. It's That's just... exactly why you watched it. <laughs> it just needed to be said that he was I... a very attractive man in Maverick. To Maverick. In Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was called Top Gun. I totally... I said Maverick, too, didn't I? Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. So, technically, like, you weren't wrong. I was oh, wrong because the first one was not You were talking Maverick. about the first one. I think he was hot in the second one. Was he not? Honestly, I mean, but obviously the was, other guy, Goose. He was hot in both of them, to be honest. <laughs> Tom Cruise just doesn't age. He doesn't age. He doesn't. He, he really doesn't. doesn't. He just stays oh short, but... <laughs> short. But you know he's our short king. But the we face, his face game is always on point. So the face card the, never declines. Yeah, love Tom Cruise. Plus, he seems 60. like a really sixty. He's sixty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, smash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that you would smash Tom Cruise. Would you not? Based on context clues, I feel like you would. I would gladly oogle Tom Cruise visually. If you had if you had the chance to. If it was just if he was there and you were there and it's like a really nice like party and he comes up to you and he says, "Oh Kiara, I've like seen you around. I've heard your podcast. I, I listen really to Take it. it to Go. I'm a big fan. Huge fan. You're my favorite one to listen to. I take off my headphones when the other girl talks, but when you talk, I put it back on. Like I've <laughs> compiled clips of your voice to fall asleep to at night. And if- I just love the way that <laughs> you view the world and the way you hold yourself. If Tom Cruise came up to me and told me mm. that he listens to the pod, but takes off his headphones because he doesn't want to hear you speak, I would walk away from him. I promise you. Aww. Because Wait, that's so sweet. How am I like falling all over and tripping all over a man who's like, yeah, your friend, I could really do without her. She's really annoying, kind of a bore, and I'm just gonna mute her whenever you speak or whenever she speaks. I would never be you know, turned on for that. Well, thank you. It'd be very actually, disrespectful. That's, that's actually very, that's actually very sweet. But I would be so mad at you. Do you think that's that's how Tom Cruise picks up women? He like really has to like lay it on them pretty thick. Like they probably all go up. There. No, I don't think he has to try. I think honestly, all he'd have to do is walk up to me with a glass of wine and say hi, <laughs> <laughs> and the panties drop. He would actually have to speak. He could do a he could, look. He could just yeah. So you're at a party with him. Okay. He comes up, Top Gun aviators, and he just pulls them off and looks at you. No words need to be said. Yeah, it's his bed tonight. (laughs) (laughs) At 60. At 60. People have done worse. Like, (laughs) I'm I'm okay with that. I think I could live with that. It's Tom Cruise. Now, just any other other 60-year-old, like, don't come at me. He's a really... And he's, like, a good 60. He's a good 60. He doesn't Leonardo DiCaprio is like a rough 45. <sighs> Young Leo was my crush. He was my my childhood crush for sure. Oh yeah. The Romeo and Juliet version. 
Come on. Oh my gosh, yes. I love that movie. I saw it in middle school. So good. What's not to love about that? But I was sitting there in the classroom in history class, like <gasps> my friend and I like <laughs> screaming and holding each other at all the scenes. Please. That Leo, top notch Leo. The Titanic Leo was okay, but it nothing tops Romeo and Juliet Leo. I never saw Titanic, but yeah, Romeo and Juliet Leo is ten out of ten. Ten but- out of ten. My question for you, Mm. it's 2023, you know what Leo looks like now, you know his resume on film and his dating life, at least to some extent, you may not know everything. Right. If he came up to you today Mm -hmm. at a party, all right, so this is before Tom Cruise comes up to you and he's like, hey, Lena, what's up? Let's go back to my hotel. What would you do? I'm too old for you, sir. (laughs) You're not 25 yet. <laughs> Shoot. This isn't two years in the future. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You know what? You're right. Two years in the future. You're right on the edge. He wouldn't yeah. even want to. He wouldn't, he wouldn't want, want to get to know you. He wouldn't want me. Yeah, I'd be too but old. 19-year-old Lena, which he would probably be very into. Probably. First of all, definitely. Okay. You know, <laughs> 19, you're right. I apologize. 19-year-old Lena was different. <laughs> she was different. <laughs> Um, let's see. It would still be a no. And it's only because I know his roster and I know his, his, I know his preferences and I just can't do it because I know I'm temporary. He's using me, but I feel like Tom Cruise, he wouldn't initiate unless he's serious. And I need facts. I need to be serious. (laughs) Well, Tom Cruise, if you see this, if you hear this, you know Lena means business. I'm no, I'm too. not gonna. <laughs> this is all hypothetical. <laughs> no, this is no, very you were, hypothetical. You were very clear with your feelings. I do love him, though. I do respect him as an actor, and I think, I think more people should be like him and learn from him. I mean, he's meticulous, and he just he plays his roles, and they're so fun. Tom Cruise, yeah a definite legend of the industry. So 10 out of 10, you have my approval and I don't like many actors, but he's, he's one. He's one of those actors where like, you just know whatever he's in is going to be good. Doesn't matter what it is. It's just, it's, it's a Tom Cruise movie and he's just that guy. Yeah. He's that guy. (laughs) That boy different. He he is himothy as Ryan Holinsky would say. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, We've done the background, what we used to do, what we're doing now-ish, what I did. I said what I'm doing now. What are you doing now? Right now, I work in marketing in kind of sports world a little bit, uh, which I think is a really strong fit for me. In my previous role, I was working with social media, and it wasn't uh, like I guess my my north star of a career that I want to do but it was a good start for me mm-hmm. and yeah I think I'm at a position right now where I'm happy with what I do I love the people that I work with and I tell them that all the time that I love working with them I like getting to go to the office to meet people I love the perks of my job but sometimes I wonder like gosh 40 years until 65 until I retire that's a long time what do I want those years to look like? And I don't know if it looks like me doing marketing for the next 40 years, I could easily see myself 
like at a certain point saying, Hey, like I've made enough money. I've learned enough. Let me, you know, quit my job and go pursue something like super, super creative. Mm. Like acting. So, oh, I don't know. Something creative. I think it'd be really fun. Just so like, like for a year to see what happens, to see where it goes. So you kind of want to pivot. I would love to pivot. I I don't know how close that pivot is. Like it's to me, it feels more medium long term than short term for sure. Okay. I'd say go for it though, because why not? You're young, you have the resources, you have talent. And obviously, if you're not afraid to do it, then it's something that you're interested in. So I don't know. A lot of people stop themselves because of fear. Mm -hmm. And I just think that when you're not fearful of something, it's the best time to go for it because nothing can stop you. I think it's also kind of good to go for something when you are scared. Like when you are really fearful, that's a good time to actually push yourself. But since you're not fearful of it, it doesn't seem like you are, then you're already ahead. Like you already have an edge over it. So why not take advantage of it? That's a good point. You know, I might reach out to our mutual acquaintance or your friend, my acquaintance, and see if he can teach me the ropes of how to how to act. I'm I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. So let's trace it back. So I'm in marketing right now. Would be interested in pursuing a creative career one day, but don't necessarily know when that would actually be. But who knows? Podcast could open the door to that. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I think that this is such a creative platform to start off on. And then plus, like you said, we have so many views already with just one episode. And now we're actually integrating video. So over time, I think we'll get more creative. We'll have a lot more content to share with everyone. Maybe get a Patreon. And um, then that way you can kind of spread your wings and dabble in different areas because the podcast might open up some new doors for you. The great thing is that we have enough listeners now that we know people will listen to this episode, but not so many listeners that we can't talk about ridiculous things that are super embarrassing and dumb that we've done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can get into it. (laughs) Let's do it. So you want to talk about the dumbest thing you've done to get your crush's attention? Do I want to? Honestly, the answer is no. (laughs) I do not want to talk about that. But let's get into it. Why not? (laughs) So, Lena, Mm. last week's episode, could you give me just like a a quick overview of of what we discussed? Not necessarily in in detail, but we spoke a little bit about what we did, where we went to school. Could you give us uh, give the people a quick recap? So, yeah, last week's episode was covering Northwestern's hazing scandal, Um, looking into different reports that were put out from coaches, ex-players, and then seeing, you know, what our opinions are as ex-student managers for the football team, Um, what we thought about the coach, what we thought about the hazing, what we had heard while we were in the program, and just kind of reviewing a lot of that content for you all so you can be updated on not so much just the opinions of players and coaches since they're so involved in the scandal, but also people who were surrounding it, the staff. and then us who were kind of staff and students. 
So last week we spoke about some of the perks of being a student manager, like you get to stay in hotels for free, you get merch, you get free food, you get to travel, you get paid, of course. But if you are a girl, if you are into football players, and I'm not saying I specifically was into football players, but if you are a girl and want to have access to a lot of eligible men, one of the perks of being a student manager, at least at Northwestern, is that you can see... Lena, I don't even want to get into it. You can see... (laughs) This is so creepy. Don't do this. Please, I'm prefacing with this. With One, don't do this. Two, this is like the most down bad thing I've ever done. And I'm never doing this again. This was a glitch in the system, by the way. This isn't something that you can do if you become an equipment manager. This was something happened and Kiara accidentally got admin access to an area that she shouldn't have had admin access to. Not even like anybody who. Okay, so let me explain. So as a student manager at Northwestern or as a student employee in general, you have, for some reason, they give you access to everyone's class schedules. (laughs) So, oh my gosh, James, I apologize for the incessant giggling. So you have access to everyone's schedule every single quarter at Northwestern. Northwestern gives you a little bit of grace period to sign up for classes, switch your schedule, and on, I'll call it a couple of occasions. I know it was more than one. I definitely don't want to say it was more than two. I thought it was only once. It might have been a couple times, Lena. I'm so sorry. Oh, (laughs) I maybe, I maybe may or may not have changed my class schedule based on the Northwestern teamwork scheduling system. Why are you acting innocent? You obviously did. You did it on purpose. (laughs) I did it. I I did it. (laughs) I did it. And I did it on purpose. And it's the worst. It's, it's not the worst thing I've done. It is one of the dumbest things I've ever done. And what makes it even dumber. Okay. So it's one thing if you are going to be, So I was very strategic. I positioned myself in this course, several courses. It is what it is. But I transferred into a course that I was not interested in only for him to transfer out of that course, like (laughs) the next course. And by the time I figured out that he wasn't in the class anymore, it was too late for me to leave. (laughs) And so here I am stuck in this class for an entire quarter. I got to wait three and a half months or three months or whatever. Oh my gosh. Just because I decide to be a dumb hoe. <laughs> That's what it is. A dumb And I barely even spoke to him. Like in like within Northwestern Athletics, like in the facility at all. Barely spoke to him. Was totally petrified i thought okay if i just position myself in his vicinity that'll be enough it wasn't enough because he left the class (laughs) yeah this this is the this is the one that's that's too much kiara a class you didn't even like i thought oh gosh a small price to pay for salvation just something small i could tolerate if it meant and what was so dumb like yeah I maybe 
or maybe did not do it over a couple times, a couple times over those four seasons I was at Northwestern. But I did it in like the final quarter of me being there. So I was going back to New York anyway. I was leaving Chicago. So at most I had three months with someone before I graduated and would like never talk to him ever again. Every guy that was in that year is like, was it me? I know you should go go over your uh, your old Caesar or your old class schedule and let me know oh if you think it was you. Oh, if you think no. it was you, it probably wasn't you. That's true. It probably wasn't. I don't think it was that obvious. No, I, I think I know who also, you're talking about. Also, uh, we can call we can refer to him as as we colloquially refer to him, and it's macaroni. Happy. <gasps> it's happening. No, no. <laughs> Macaroni, got macaroni. <laughs> no, that's the second dumbest. Macaroni is the second dumbest thing that I've done for my crush's attention, and he's married now. Oh no! Hold on, you have to cut that one out. There's too few. It's done. Oh my gosh! No, no macaroni, macaroni. The macaroni, macaroni's too obvious. You can't tell the story because it's. I I never referred to him as macaroni. <laughs> That was you. I never I, called him that. We called him Michelangelo. And fruit snacks. He had and three names. Snacks. He had three names. He was very, very influencing, um, but, influential but to your this life. Wasn't, this wasn't him, though. This was, when you said this was happy, happy, my jaw dropped. I forgot about him. <laughs> wow. We need an episode that's all about nicknames for guys no let's do it now they're okay on your side we had michelangelo fruit snacks and what that's macaroni michelangelo cutting macaroni (laughs) all three were the same person she knew exactly who i was talking about when i said macaroni it's macaroni um we and lena we cannot put macaroni in the pot it's too obvious that one's not obvious and plus like they would never know they won't make the association it's it's different i promise you it's different i promise you it's not (laughs) okay fine anybody who works for northwestern eq is gonna know exactly who macaroni you know who cares whatever it is what it is it It, happened he's never i'm never gonna talk to him ever again so anyway fruit snacks michelangelo then you had Happy, and then there was what? Well, Squirt was for our friend Connor. Squirt, yeah. <laughs> Squirt, these Squirt, are, Squirt. by the way, these these are all football players. <laughs> and then for me, it was the saddest mix of Grasshopper and anime. <laughs> Grasshopper anime, and then shout out to Baby Angel. <gasps> but Baby Angel is he's current. Baby Angel has never left the chat, so shout That's out to true. him. And he knows who he is. I told him the nickname. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, 100%. But Baby Angel, love you. I know you're watching. How, how can, for the the people listening, how can they come up with a good code name for a crush with their friends? Code names have to be based on events, I think. Or like associations. I came up with fruit snacks for Kiara, for her person, because there was one day in the library, and I know for a fact you won't remember this. <laughs> I think <laughs> definitely I not. But um, I was sitting in the library and I saw a guy eating some Welch's fruit snacks. So if you know me, you know I love my Welch's. 
And I was like, yo, where'd you get those fruit snacks? So like he was too far away. So I leaned over. There was a, like a partition blocking us. And I was like, Psst. I actually did. Psst. Hey, hey. And he looked over and I was like, where'd you get those fruit snacks? <laughs> and he goes, like points to it. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, the facility. I had no idea what the facility meant. I wasn't a, a student manager at this time. I also had no idea who he was because he had just transferred. Oh, oh well, there are tons of transfers. But I had no, no idea not. what. The- <laughs> no, they're, they're really anyway, not. Anyway, I had no idea. I had no idea what fruit snacks were or what the facility was. So I was like, oh. Okay, cool. Thanks. And he like nodded thinking that I knew what it was. I was pissed because I couldn't figure out where he got these fruit snacks from. Come to find out, he was a player, a very popular player on our team um, after I started working. Might as well just say the name. No, 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 let's not. No, let's not. That needs to stay under under wraps between the two of us. But very cool guy. It's like lightly under wraps at this point. Yeah. But he was very cool dude. Still mad at him for not offering me a pack of fruit snacks because I found out later that the fruit snacks are all free for them. So come on, dude. Maybe that was his only one. Like they don't grab at least two before they walk out the door. That could have been a second pack. Either way, those were his. I respected (laughs) the boundaries. I, I was upset that I couldn't hear where he got them from and I asked him to repeat it several times, but he was whispering too close like low so whatever it was his problem um but yeah i just think that like you have to base the nicknames off of events or interests of the person that you're speaking on um another one squirt who was neither not associated with kiara or myself (laughs) it's not what you think (laughs) it kind Um, of is what you think (laughs) it kind of is okay yeah it kind of is but that one was based on a drunk voicemail that was left on another mutual friend's phone where he referred to him as um enough to make him go squirt 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 i believe was that the one yeah the so the background here is that we had another friend and he also was interested in a football player uh and one of our other friends who is not the player not the friend we're talking about right now left a comment on someone's instagram post oh yeah commenting squirt squirt like he like the water emoji water droplets yeah those emojis but like the three and then yeah the three and then that's when our friend called and left a drunk voicemail Mm, yep 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 (laughs) of squirt 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 i might be able to find it I think I have the voicemail saved on my phone. I really do. Oh, I need to dig through my my archives, my audio files. But if I find it, I'll definitely play it at the end of the pod because it's funny. It's so good. <laughs> it's hysterical. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So the macaroni ordeal. Um, we're not going to talk about that. That was pretty funny. But switching your we're class. We're up macaroni. <laughs> switching your class for somebody crazy it is crazy but i, I can't blame do you this. i i would do it you have to do it at least i once. want you to blame me do it I at least once do it at least once um all i'm gonna say you shouldn't do it but if you are going to be given resources 
access to resources, use them. Yeah. I broke no rules. Mm -hmm. And if you're the kind of gal where you can take advantage of something like that, that's like totally within line with the rules, go for it. Yeah. Use every resource you you might. You like are being a stalker, by the way, which is a bad thing. But. But if you actually fell in love. (laughs) You know, think of how funny it would be to tell that story at your wedding. It all started when I went into an app and I stalked my husband's class schedule. (laughs) No. How, How many, let's say like theoretically it worked out. How many years of a relationship do you think I have to wait before I admit, hey, by the way, you know, like we didn't just like end up in this class together by chance, right? Never. You can never, never you can never tell that story. <laughs> you can never admit it. You can never tell that story. I'm sorry. I mean, anybody else can disagree with me, but I don't think you can ever tell it. I think it would just come off as very, very creepy. He would start to question a lot about your relationship, a lot about the other times you ran into you. I don't think that's a that's something that you take with you to the grave. Yeah. I, I'd say you're probably right. Yeah. But again, I'm not this person anymore. I would never do this for a crush's attention ever again. I'm so over it at this point. Sounds fake, but okay. <laughs> it really wouldn't. I mean, thankfully, I don't have the ability to do that again. That's but... true. That's true. No more class schedules for you. No more class schedules. No no grad school. No more student managing. That's it. Yeah. I had my opportunity. I did it. It was dumb. And I'm never going to do it again. Wow. Your story is a lot more interesting than mine. <laughs> no. I want to hear your story. Because I haven't had many crushes in my life. So it lowers the chances of me trying to do things to get people's attention. But when I was in kindergarten, I had a huge crush on this guy. Um, he was a year older than me. And my brother's friend, one of his best friends. But this kid was so sensitive. I didn't realize how sensitive he was. He cried for everything. So one day I overheard him on the bus talking to a kid. And he had said that he really liked pudding. And they were serving pudding at lunch that day. So come lunchtime, we're all in the area together. It was kindergartners and first graders. And I took my pudding And I went over to his table with all of his friends sitting around and I gave it to him. And I just kind of stood there and was like, hi, like, how's it going? But all of his friends, as young boys do, they started to pick on him because they kind of noticed how I was approaching them um, and started to like tease him and be like, oh, like, hi, like kind of mocking me in a way, but to give it to give it give my feelings away. And he started to turn red. And I mean red like the color of my shirt red and then all of a sudden he just started bawling so because he was so embarrassed so I left the pudding with him like turned around and just went and sat back down with my friends and they were like how'd it go how'd it go it was the worst experience of my life um so I'm never giving food to anyone ever again ever again no, no, I've never, I've never done that. I, I don't go out of my way for men anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's like not even that bad what you did. You made him like a little embarrassed. He was a little shy, but what happened? Like, did you, you know, guys okay. get to- 
Let hang me see. out anymore? No, never. Oh my god, he was he never? he wouldn't even look at me. He I got on the bus later that day. He like completely ignored me. Like it, it was over from there. Were completely. you at least friends? No. That was <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I shared my pudding with the boy, made him cry, and then got mocked by his friends, and it changed me. It and you know what? Now like. You know better than to go up to a guy and like pour your heart out to him by giving him food. Yeah, it's the way to his heart is not through food. It's not through his stomach. I'll tell you that. No, well, not what's in kindergarten. Not in first grade. <laughs> you should have invited him to like play hopscotch or something. Something. Gosh, it shouldn't have been around his friends though. I was, I was tripping. I was different. But you know what? Like that speaks to just like how confident you are and that how confident you've always been that at that age you would go up to a guy and be like, Hey, I've got a crush on you. Here's some pudding. I heard you liked it. <laughs> That's what you did. Here's pudding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank you, because I did need that reinforcement. Um But yeah, it it was so embarrassing for me as well because it was in the middle of so many kids, and then a te- I think a teacher even came over and like tried to console him while I was there, and so I just had to like. <laughs> it was just a hot mess. It was so bad he had to be consoled. He was yeah. so embarrassed. He was so embarrassed. So I, yeah, I kind of I regret it. I feel like I felt like a terrible person, but then later I had to reflect on the situation. This is years later, and I was like, no. I just gave him pudding. Like he should have been okay. Like I <laughs> he should have been thankful. Yeah, it's his fault, his problem. So whatever. His loss. Have you seen pudding? Because you see, this is what we were talking about. How nicknames come up. Now we have a fantastic nickname for this kid, and it's pudding. That's have pudding. you seen? Have you seen pudding in the last five years? Like on no, I'm telling you, I've never. I I only remember his first name, and I have never sought him out. I don't know what he looks like at all. He's probably preemptively blocked you on everything. But this was first grade in kindergarten. I don't think there was room to block or no, remove I think anyone. he's carried that with him. That I moment when highly all those people doubt it. At him. I, and now I, that and now that Elon Musk is getting rid of blocking, now you're going to be able to see him again. Yeah, but I moved. Like kindergarten was the only year I was in that school, so. I was never a factor in his life thereafter. I had no contact with him at all. My brother didn't stay in contact with him. So it was a fleeting moment. I'll leave it at that. Oh, well, just thinking about what could have been. Yeah. That was also the same year I got whiplash by this kid who liked me, who hit me head on in bumper cars at that guy's birthday party. So yeah, crazy year. Kindergarten was a crazy year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that must have been the dumbest thing that he had did to get a crush's attention. Yeah, it gave me scoliosis, so. <laughs> oh, boy. Still got it. You know, I went on Reddit because I knew we were talking about this to see what dumb things other people had done <laughs> for their crush. So I went on, like, Ask Reddit, all these different subs. Someone in the question oh, wait, basically I did was too. like, what was the... Like, dumbest thing you've done to impress your crush, to get your crush's attention. What's the dumbest thing you've done with your crush in general? Someone said, 
I declined an invite to our senior prom from the girl I liked. I was so caught off guard that I panicked. No. And that's that's what happened to Pudding. Like, maybe he had a crush on you and he got so overwhelmed by the friends that were making fun of him that he ended that relationship before it even started. Yeah, flat out rejected. Maybe. Do you have anything that you've seen? On Reddit? (laughs) Yeah, on Reddit. On Reddit, I have so many. (laughs) Buckle your seatbelts. So this one said, what's the dumbest thing you've ever done to get your crush's attention? I took up smoking because she did, only stopped 12 years later after a heart attack. Oh, yeah. That... (laughs) That's rough. I think... Gosh, do you have anything better than that one? Because I think that one kind of wins. Oh, I have so many. That are worse than accidentally picking up a smoking habit and getting a heart attack? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Sit back. I'll I'll just – I'll read them off. So in fifth grade, it was a rainy day, and I decided to impress her by running up a steep, slippery metal slide up to her. I slipped halfway through and slammed my face into the slide. I picked my head up and proceeded to spit out my shattered two front teeth all over the slide. That girl moved during the week I was recovering, and I never saw her again. <laughs> it's like you had pudding. <laughs> just one dramatic experience, and then just never again. Never again. Yeah. And he shattered his front teeth. I believe it said he had to go through a bunch of corrective surgeries and never recovered. Still has nightmares about hitting his face on a slide. So lasting damage all to impress a girl. Yikes. That's awful. Um, I have something that's a little lighter than that. Ties into football. This guy wrote, let me tell y'all about the time my crush wrote my football. I wrote my. Let me tell y'all about the time my crush wrote my football jersey number on her cheek for my first freshman football game. Just for her to watch me get trucked and decleated as our team lost 56 to nothing. Oh, that's embarrassing. That's very embarrassing. Could you that's imagine, so like, you're thinking you're the man. You're like, come on, girl. Come on, baby. Let me write my number on your cheek. You're like, you're in your jersey and everything. And people are like, oh, my gosh. Like, she's talking to a guy on the team. You write your number. And then you get absolutely crushed and destroyed. You know she wiped it off. She was there like, ah, ha, ha. She was, as a game, like, it gets, you know, seven to nothing, 14 to nothing. She slowly starts mm. wiping it off. <laughs> she probably didn't even stay for halftime. Oh, I doubt it. I would have left. I would have left. <laughs> I hope she left. Let's see. I also really like this one. Became editor-in-chief of the school newspaper and made her my managing editor. Within four weeks, she staged a coup to replace me. God, that was hot. (laughs) (laughs) You got your grudge to be your boss, basically. Yes, she replaced me. Or a manager. So funny. No, that is so funny. Um, I mean, that's kind of iconic, though, on her behalf. Yeah, that's that's like definitely a boss move. (laughs) She definitely did not like him, though, because there's no way she would stage a coup on him if she did. Yeah, probably not. But you know, I don't know, when you're young, I guess it could be like middle school, like high school. Sometimes people treat their crushes badly. Like they pick on them. True, 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 true. I picked on a lot of my crushes when I was younger. I was mean. (laughs) I really 
<laughs> I've always just been like very crush averse. So if there's someone I like, like you know I like someone based on how little I talk to them. Ooh. Like I can't even like look at them. I in elementary school I used to race a guy back home because we walked home. Um, so we would start off like there was a starting line right after we got out of the doors. It was like the markings of like the beginning of a yard. So we started there, met there every day, and then we would dash to like these poles that were in the next neighborhood over from the school. And whoever crossed those poles first would win the race that day. So I was like running my heart out. Like I trained for this stuff after school just because I wanted to impress him. But one day he got ahead of me. And so I was afraid of losing and I reached out. I pulled his backpack strap and just yanked him on the ground. He flipped down and I ran past the poles and then came back to check and see if he was okay. Was he so, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of. Did you guys did you race yeah. after that? Oh yeah, like we continued to race after, but um I was rough. I was rough. What can I say? I love hard. I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> You're very, that's, oh gosh, that's so forward. <laughs> so forward. <laughs> the pudding, the, you know, assaulting, assaulting this child to make sure that you could beat them in a race. Yeah. And he didn't but, like me back, but that's okay. Oh, those days we were, were good friends. You, we were really good friends. You know what? I feel like. In retrospect, like, I know you don't know what pudding really looks like anymore, but now, like, I can kind of keep track of, like, some of my old crushes on Instagram. I don't really have a Facebook. Uh, not, I don't really have Facebook. I don't have a Facebook at all on LinkedIn. And I'm pretty good with that not working out and none of them being into me. Because, like, they have not aged as I as I expected them to age when I was, you know, nine years old. Ooh. But what is, what would be your type? Or what is your type now? My type is very difficult to, to <laughs> articulate. Let me try to articulate. My type is primarily based on <clears throat> values. I am a Christian. And so it's really important for me to be with a Christian guy, not just one who like says it, but is actually a man of God. I like guys who are more traditionally masculine. I like guys who are physically very fit and in shape, even though I myself am not very physically fit and in shape. And what else? I don't have like a job that I need a guy to work or like a dollar amount that he needs to make or a height. He has to be taller than me, which isn't saying much because I'm five one. You're short. That's that's easy. <laughs> that's probably the most attainable stat. Yeah. Yeah. Just a guy over five one, you know? Yeah. Not really asking for that much. Although we like we said earlier, we do love our short kings, but for the sake of my future children, they've got to have at least a shot of becoming a competitive athlete. And it's not going to work if mommy's 5'1 and she marries a guy who's 4'9. Yeah, that's that's really tiny. <laughs> Sorry, but that is. So, yeah, Who I knows? think that's that's doable. I don't think that's too much. No, I don't think so. Not yeah. at all. But you know what? Sometimes I think, OK, that's sort of like what my 
baseline expectations are. It's okay to dream a little bit. And so one time I asked ChatGPT, I was like, could you give me a play-by-play for how I can go about finding a guy who makes a lot of money? (laughs) And ChatGPT was so opposed to me actually doing that. They kept saying, like, it kept saying repeatedly, like, it's unethical to want to be with someone just for their money. And I was like, okay, listen, you're an AI I'm not relying on you to make moral judgments. I just need you to give me the details and the facts of what I need to know. And it took like 10 messages back and forth of me berating this AI to say, finally, to get what I need to know. And it gave me like a list of all the things that I need to do (laughs) in order to find a high income guy. So what were they? I have it. I found it. The hustle is real. I asked ChatGPT, how can I find a man that makes a lot of money to date as a partner? And ChatGPT said, as an AI language model, I do not condone or promote the objectification of individuals or pursuits of relationships solely based on financial status. I never said it was solely based on financial status. Relationships should be based on mutual respect, trust, shared values, blah, 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 blah. But here's what they told me. They gave me five steps. First, attend events in industries that tend to have higher salaries, such as finance, law, or tech. Look for events or organizations that align with your interests and hobbies within those industries. That is solid advice. Number two, volunteer for charitable organizations that attract successful and wealthy individuals. Volunteering is not only a great way to meet new people, but also demonstrates your values and your character. Number three, mm-hmm. join professional networks or social clubs that can cater to successful and wealthy people, such as exclusive social clubs or professional organizations and associations. Fourth, online dating or apps that cater to successful and wealthy individuals. To me, like this one is like the least convincing because you're just going to basically end up being a sugar baby, which to me is not necessarily like actually like a relationship. <laughs> and then five, pursue professional personal development and education to enhance your own financial stability and success to attract like-minded individuals who value personal growth and financial stability. Wow. I think that's the key though, is like finding like-minded individuals, because if you want somebody successful and rich, you have to be in that mindset of being successful and rich and on the path to doing that yourself and wanting that and wanting to be surrounded by it. Because if you're just like, desperate desperation smells so strong in a room and it's a repellent for people like that you have to be so confident in who you are and what you have to offer even if you have nothing it's like faking it until you making it faking it until you make it act it out just like make sure that people feel like you're confident feel like you have it all going on and then they'll give you their time and attention and I feel like people are people are I know like they TikTok is obsessed with this whole like old money thing I feel like they're so-called old money people are pretty adept at identifying people who are just with them for money oh yeah like if like that's your goal like unless you otherwise have some like outstanding or exceptional characteristics about you like let's say you're a very highly established model or uh, whatever field you're in it's just gonna be very transparent if you just want to be with someone for money so I personally uh like I said like 
to me, values matters more than anything else. I just thought it was funny that ChatGBT <laughs> was cared very, so very much. upset with me. It cared so much. Like, they stood so strongly on their principles. I was like, gosh, a girl is just curious. I'm not saying I'm going to do this. I just want to know. Right. Like, who programmed you? We didn't program you to have feelings and morals. No, <laughs> tell not me at you, all. Tell that me is why. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's why, like, AI making moral judgments on me asking, which is, like, what is a pretty mundane question is like terrifying that it is in a position today where it can be like as an AI language model I don't think this is acceptable or whatever right like, like just give me the you. answers of what I'm looking for right yeah it was judging yeah. me but chat GPT is a ton of fun I that's what I will it. say I do love it I haven't been on I... it in a long time it might be like low key entering its flop era because there was a period of time when everybody was talking about ChatGPT, and now mm-hmm. I feel like people aren't as much. I just think that it's evolved so much into other forms where people are using it for other things. So like just talking to AI is not conducive to what a lot of people are interested in now. Um, Did you see what happened with the Snapchat AI? Yes, the Snapchat AI posting its own story. That was wild, that was insane. <laughs> insane did you did you ever see like if anything came of that did snapchat like apologize or did they like accidentally admit to having a sentient ai no i i didn't hear anything it's almost like they buried it it just went silent after the news initially spread and people were freaking out about it online <laughs> it's like i responded no to it that i saw really yeah i responded i was like yo like are you good <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> did it say anything back no, it was just like, sorry, like, I don't know how to respond to that. I don't have enough information or whatever. Oh, wow. Wow. No, anytime I've talked to Snapchat AI, it's been kind of racist. So I stopped. I was on a path of looking up um, names for a nonprofit that I was thinking about starting. So I asked it for ideas just to see if it could jog any inspiration for me. And I asked it about um, giving me a name for a nonprofit that was geared toward Black females in aviation. And the only response it gave me was the title Fly Brown Girl. <laughs> and I'll show a screenshot. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, it. first of all, it was hilarious, but also not at all what I could call a company that's professional and actually serious <laughs> about helping Black women fly. So yeah, I It's also kind it of like, that. it's kind of lazy. Like, I want to create a furniture business that caters towards black women and it comes up with something like sofa brown queen like th- yeah. that's basically what it did <laughs> build sister <That's>, like <laughs> exactly build sister girl that's what it did yeah that's honestly it. it it uses like triggered words or popular words associated with whatever topic you say and so it's just not creative enough for me at this stage but I do think that AI in other realms is getting so good and so realistic. It's almost terrifying. Like I definitely go on, I go on TikTok a lot and I always look up houses and like vacation homes and just things to, you know, see what I would like to do for my own home one day. And the AI houses have gotten insane. I was completely fooled by them. So I would go on and it would say, oh, 
$10 million home in France. And then all of a sudden you're scrolling through these beautiful pictures with the beautiful background music. You're like, wait, those aren't real? No. I would go into the comments of those and see them and people would be like, is this AI? And somebody's like, yeah, it's AI. You can tell. And you look at the faucets because the faucets and the placement of certain objects are just completely incorrect. And sometimes even like the more obvious ones, like windows don't look correct in the house. If they'll, they'll show you a picture of the outside of the building, but then inside it'll have like 10 windows in a kitchen. Like mm. really, you're not going to have that in a kitchen with this style of home. So sure. Yeah. But the faucets will be backwards or they'll have like two sinks placed in a bathroom where you, or let's say two sinks in a kitchen where it's like, you don't need two sinks. Um, one of the handles would be missing on the, on the faucet um and then random jars placed on shelves just like one at one time i think there were jars placed above the vent like the ventilator over the oven and so i was like okay obviously this is fake it's ai but now whenever i see these dream home posts i am always looking at the sinks (laughs) the sinks it's just like with like ai people usually ai is like pretty bad with pupils they're usually like kind of jacked up. That's sort of the best way to figure out if you've seen an AI person or a real person. But it's improving, obviously. And they also, I also heard that the teeth, and I've seen the teeth too. The teeth are skewed. I think you had photos where you posted from the LinkedIn profile picture update. Yeah. And the teeth were like, you had a middle tooth. And um, people have also said that hands aren't well, aren't in ai so anytime you see pictures of people that have done ai they just don't show their hands because it looks funny it usually does yeah i find that kind of weird though because haven't you heard that in dreams you can't see your hands or you can't see other people's hands because it looks funny or like completely never even i've never even thought about that before yeah and so i i just think the association between dream realms and the AI realm is really interesting so I'd like to see like where that goes because obviously I don't know I feel like it is a jumped up concept obviously that's come to life and yeah. people are using it to warp the reality and show something that doesn't exist or is not true for their everyday life so it's almost like a dream you know I was not expecting this podcast to take an AI turn but it was a delightful conversation. Yeah, definitely. I think it kind of, I think it warrants its own episode. I think we could get way deeper into this. I think so too. There's so much that's come up lately with AI. Um, so yeah, I think we should talk about it next time. Let's do that. We should talk about it. I think it warrants its own pod. And hey, like we could even let AI pick our next podcast conversation topics. That would be fun. Chat GPT, here and I who come. knows? <laughs> Chat GPT, or we could do the racist Snapchat AI and see what happens. Yeah, I'm sure they'd have something interesting for us. Two, two black girls on a pod. <laughs> and yeah, you know what the prompt already is going to be. Hey, Snapchat AI, I have a podcast. I am a black woman, and I have a podcast with a black woman. What should we talk about? Yeah. And it's going to say something like, you should talk about Nubian Queen Radio or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> what it's gonna say what about r&b yeah exactly or soul train have you considered talking about southern cuisine yeah or soul fried chicken and watermelon have you considered that that's Mm. that's the snapchat ai for you yeah that i don't think we should go with them but 
And you know what? At least for all the criticisms I give ChatGPT, at least they're principled and moral. True. For an AI. And creative. They give you a lot of options. So I'm looking forward to see how that develops over time. But like you said, we'll hit this next time. We'll catch it next episode. Yeah. If you made it this far. Oh, am I getting you up? Sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. I was about to say, I think we've hit the end. I think we've hit the end of this podcast. If you've made it this far, thank you so much. It is midnight Eastern time. I'm very tired. But we had to get the pot out. The people wanted another episode. So if you enjoyed this, rate us, review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Get in touch with us on social media. You can follow us at Take It To Go Pod wherever you want. TikTok, Twitter, wherever you were. Everywhere. So go follow. And thanks for listening. We'll see you on our next ride. Bye. Bye. Highly degrading. Please take this down. Stupid fuck. Good night. Squirt, squirt. Please take this down.